0: If I say mindfulness can make you better at parkour, does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Why, how does it make you better at parkour?
1: Because it, the way what jumps to my mind is uh, being aware of our how, the choices you're making, yeah. how you're trying to, like the challenges that you choose to engage with, how you choose to engage with them, will develop your character, will develop deeper, or it could betray your own trust in yourself and allow Mm -hmm. you to do either greater things, um, get you injured, or, you know, get you killed even. But, like... (laughs) um,
0: Yeah, if you're...
1: um, Or allow you to do, you know, something almost miraculous.
0: So... So there's two things that you tapped in there. One is is like starting to get at the idea of how it how it helps, but also it's like, maybe mindfulness is necessary to keep parkour from going into the dark side. Yeah. Like we joked about this before, but I I wrote this thing. I never published it, but I wrote this, like, how to know what kind of parkour athlete you are. <laughs> and I was I think like, I've seen know,
1: this, but yeah. Go over it if again. Have I said please. this to you? I think I remember that. Did you publish uh, it somewhere? Yeah. I never published
0: it. Oh, okay. I, published it. I don't know if the stereotypes are even up to date. It's like, it's probably yeah. like five years old, right? <laughs> right.
1: The game <laughs> changes so quick now, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Like you, you like, you know, you're, you're wearing gloves and skinny jeans and skate shoes. It's like, you're a noob, right? <laughs> yeah. And you'll probably have dropped this by, uh, and your knees are gonna be uh, wrecked in six months, but it doesn't matter because you're gonna drop this when you get to college anyways. Mm. Uh, nice. <laughs> that you, you know? <laughs> you got yeah you've got a man bun you're wearing uh you know you're wearing fey and sweatpants it's like oh god you've forgotten about obstacles and you think uh locomotion only means screwing around on the ground you're a movement culturist right? <laughs> well, my yeah. stereotype of of colorado was you know you're wearing merm shorts <laughs> <Hello>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we
0: made knee high very uh uh you know designer socks um <laughs> Uh, and you know your precisions are incredible but do you really do all this uh all this stuff at height because you go probably want to die <laughs> right that was that was the question right like there's so many guys who I feel like there are are playing with existential crises mm. oh 100% wow while, while doing these things at height and it's like I have this question that, that I, I, this is just an observation I've seen over and over again which is guy starts parkour, right? Most of the young guys who start parkour, they're like, they weren't good at team sports. Maybe they're kind of skinny and not naturally big, powerful guys. A lot of them are gamers. So maybe they you know, they Mm. they weren't eating well, they were drinking Mountain Dew and, and doing Twinkies eating Twinkies with their friends, right? They're super shy. And, you know, they've got pimples and stuff and they're 15 years old and they start parkour. And like a year later, they put on like 20 pounds of muscle. They're tan and bronzed. They've started to eat well. Their skin looks nice, right? Um, they're, they walk around with confidence. They can do this amazing shit. And they just are terrified of talking to a girl completely. <laughs> Still haven't figured that out at all. Right? Yeah. You know, like, like if you literally would just like go and start a conversation with a girl, like you could have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. no i'm just gonna wait over here to be the 10th <laughs> guy in line for the one girl in the parkour community right
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you know you've seen it over and, over and over and it's like okay so and they'll tell you this was life-changing it's transformative it's amazing i'm so much more courageous like are you mm-hmm. are you really courageous if you can't do this one thing that's super important to you right yeah. or like are you more scared of need-
1: girls than death yeah and if so <laughs> yeah. do you need to confront that fear like it's cool that you can yeah you know
0: or, or you know, that one's really obvious to me, but one I've seen play out a lot is family traumas. Mm. And that's something I'm seeing more and more is a lot of people who come into parkour have serious family trauma mm-hmm. and they don't know how to deal with that at all and they're hiding from it by being in the parkour community. Very interesting. They're not, taking their, they're not taking their courage back to that at all.
1: Yeah, powder, and, parkour community has that whole Lost Boys kind of vibe sometimes oh, yeah. to it where... <laughs> It's Never Never Land, baby, and that's like that's what I was talking about when I was talking about you know that was my dream. I had the Peter Pan dream essentially, which was yeah. If I can stay in this space forever, I'll never have to (laughs) deal with any of that shit. I don't even remember what it is because I'm so lost in this right now.
0: Exactly. So, so you so I so I think like you can go to a jump, right? So you go to do the biggest jump that you've ever done. It scares Mm -hmm. the shit out of you, and you do it. And there's like two paths that you can do, right? You can be like, oh. I remember what it's like to overcome fear. Now, the next time that something is scary, whether it's talking to your boss or your parents or that girl that you like or that boy that you like or admitting that you like boys when you are a boy, like whatever it is, whatever that dimension is, it can transfer Hmm. or it can rebound. And you can be like, I feel like a coward. When I have to talk to my parents, I feel like a coward. When I try to talk to girls, I feel like a coward. When I do this, but I feel strong when I do parkour. Mm. So I'm just going to go do parkour mm. because that's where I feel strong. And and that's what we want to avoid, right? And I've I've seen this like, I, I believe every transformative practice has this, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I've met some vipassana practitioners who are just completely dead to emotion, right? Mm. Seen lots of people who've gone into like deep emotional work and just gotten taken apart to the point where they just can't put themselves back together. They're just an ongoing emotional crisis all the time. (laughs) So, uh, you know, like most of my experience in martial arts is that it like really helps me regulate aggression, which is pretty natural to my temperament. But I've been to specific schools now where I can see that, like, it's not really a place where people are cultivating the ability to, to play, deal with aggression. It's more like a place where people are playing out their desire to be a bully. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like.
1: I mean, I haven't had a, that experience, but I yeah. can see. And you can where see, see the guys
0: from. who do that, who come in and who are like, I did take some I'm naturally bigger and stronger than everybody. You know
1: what? I did go to an Easton. There's a gym here in Denver. That's pretty um, yeah. good for martial arts. And I took some jujitsu yeah. classes there and I, I want to return to it eventually, but I just yeah. during COVID, I was like, I'm not doing that with the mask on. Yeah, yeah. I just wasn't interested. Yeah. Um, and there was absolutely a lot of, I came into it with such a, for, for the peers around me, cause we were all beginners. Obviously I'm like, it's one of my first classes, my level of development in terms of like ego um, awareness was so much higher than most of the dudes there that maybe hadn't had already some kind of practice that they had really engaged with. And there was dudes there were trying to really hurt me and it ripped my arm yeah. off. And it's like, dude, I mean, I'm not a giant anyways. I'm like, what? It, no. And they, there yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, there's people there that are working out their bully fantasy for sure. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely. So you're, so all these practices, it's like they can reinforce your neuroses. And we, this, is an, this is an idea I got from a, uh, a guy who used to be a friend of mine. I'm not a friend of Smith anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, fair credit uh, to Mark. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, we choose the practices that reinforce our neuroses. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're naturally high in risk tolerance, maybe you choose parkour. Yeah. Right? If, you, if you're easily perturbed by the world, you choose Feldenkrais and yoga. But some people develop an equanimity from their Feldenkrais practice that takes them into strength in the world, or their seated, seated practice, right? They can hold that equanimity. But some people, actually, I've seen the opposite happen. They become more and more fragile. It's like they they get this this feeling of being at peace when they're rolling around on the ground or they're sitting, and they, it becomes addictive to them. And then everything that 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 takes them away from that, they go more and more away from. Mm. Um, and it's, it's like, you can become addicted to the thrill of parkour, the, 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 the peacefulness of, of meditation, the, 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 sexual energy of dance, like whatever it is, there's all these pathways that, that you can go into addiction and you end up in this reciprocal narrowing, what, what John calls reciprocal narrowing. So it's like, you have these feedback loops that take you back and back always to that place mm-hmm. rather than expanding you. Yeah. And, um, I think that's why we have to, like, if you, you ask me, like, where do you see the parkour community going? I don't know where the parkour community is going. I can't see that. Hmm. What I want to see the parkour community growing into is something that, let's call it a gymnasia that provides the grounds for a stronger, for the type of philosophia that can help us solve the real problems that we have. So we're not just going from the Ken Wilber to the Jordan Peterson. Mm. We're actually learning the real lessons and not adopting the ideological, te- uh, the ideological puppeting. Mm. And we're actually becoming the types of people who can solve the problems that we have. And that's a strange thing, maybe, to say about the parkour community. But I actually think that we have something that can donate to that very powerfully and I would like to see more and more people in parkour starting to wrestle with that and to start to take the idea of parkour philosophy much more seriously um and to to read plato right mm-hmm. to listen to john berkey to to listen to jordan peterson at his best right mm-hmm. not not jordan peterson arguing about trans stuff on on Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. Jordan Peterson talking about Piaget and Young and those things read maps of me read. um, You know, I I think I said my friend for read David Abrams, like, put, start looking, start asking yourself, if I feel like parkour is powerful and transformative in my life, how is it transforming me? How do I want to be transformed? is parkour the best tool to achieve that are there other tools that can reinforce it and grow what it is that's when i think that you know if you think about parkour is this fundamental idea of like let's overcome obstacles let's become the type of people who can do it like i mean, I, be what strong loved about be Jordan, useful right the, yeah yeah orig- what i loved about you, you, like we we're talking about the philosophy and the embodiment of it i think parkour is the, is a, is a radical embodiment of a philosophy of becoming a heroic individual Mm. because you say here is a problem. It's scary and it's hard. I'm going to go do it. And you, you, you act that physically out over and over and over again for years. Like That's a foundation for character. If we understand that and we say it's, it's not the jump, it's how that jump is forming me over time. Mm. And we push into that. Then I think that that what parkour can offer the world becomes something really big.
1: I absolutely love that. Thank you. I know we're right up against that that hard stop <laughs> yeah. time. So I think this is a good place to maybe conclude because that was that was great.